0: Welcome back into our leadership podcast. It's presented by the executive programs of the Neely School of Business at TCU. You can find them online at tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. I'm Brian Estridge. And for the next few moments, we're talking leadership, of course. And we're talking about enduring champions. That's right, because we have a national champion with us. Karen Manez is the uh, head rifle coach here at TCU and a national champion congratulations again I guess this is becoming old hat for you
1: well thank you I appreciate the congrats I'm so proud of the team Um, you know they just you know they were at their best when it mattered most and you know what makes me happy is they're very proud of what they accomplished and they're very proud of who they are and proud of what they do and I think that's so important yeah
0: they're proud as individuals but as a team they're even more proud and to have the TCU across their chest or on their, you know, on the bag or whatever. Mm -hmm. That means a little something to them, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it definitely does. You know, um, they're all about the TCU brand. And, um, you know, the women's rifle team has, you know, at TCU has, you know, it means a lot to them to be a part of that program.
0: Well, with good reason. Three uh, titles now, three national titles in the last decade.
1: Yes. Uh That's,
0: uh, Karen, that's almost a dynasty. I'm going to use that word. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you think about that, that that's tremendous success in a short period of time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the team members, you know, it's all about, you know, them always being at their best, no matter what they're doing. And I emphasize that, you know, whether it's um, whether they're on the range or Mm -hmm. whether in their classroom, they always got to be giving it 100 percent. That's what I'm asking them to do. And, um, you know, as a result, you know the results are there
0: how do you and, and this is a broad question that we'll dive deeper into mm-hmm. throughout uh this conversation you went it in 2010 you went it in 2012 right you went mm-hmm. it in 2019 mm-hmm. how do you keep the program hungry how do you how do they not say "Nah, we've won a national championship been there done that
1: Yeah, you know, we're always striving for excellence and the team members have bought into that Um, You know, when I recruit, I'm looking for those team members that have a passion for what they're doing. And you can't underestimate somebody who has a passion for what they're doing. If they have a passion for what they're doing, they are driven, they are determined, they are going to be given it 110 percent, no matter what they're doing.
0: I wonder, how do you identify that in the recruiting process?
1: That's a difficult... That's a difficult part. You know, in our sport, it's so score-based that um, we can look at a score sheet mm-hmm. and right away determine who is already at that level. Um, beyond that, we're just looking at, um, you know, if, as you talk to them, you can kind of pick up on, um, you know, what, what inspires them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see, uh, you know, talking to them, um, what is their background? Have they had good coaching in the past? What is their equipment like? Because um, we're so equipment-based. Right. Um, so you, you know, it's, it's a gamble sometimes, but um, sometimes we, you know, we make a call and we missed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the bottom line is um, you yeah, know, we have over the years recruited well and it's definitely paid off.
0: Yeah, you look at the, the representation not only in the national championship teams, mm-hmm. but uh, teams that have been national qualifiers. I know we had a, an Olympian in the two thousand twelve London Olympics, right? Sarah Correct. this year uh-huh. was there representing TCU. I mean those are those aren't misses. Those are hits, right? Correct. That, that is true. Those those were good ones. When you when you are in that recruiting process and you're looking for their passion. Mm-hmm. Are you also looking for? Uh, I wonder. Are you also looking for someone who brings passion, but brings passion out of others as well?
1: Yes, I. You know, something I do that is different um, is I don't name a team captain mm. uh, each season. You know, I don't think they need a title uh, to be a leader. Yeah. I'm looking for, uh, you know, what is leadership? Leadership is it's a positive influence. It's inspiring others in a positive way. You know, and I want those upperclassmen to inspire the freshmen. Um, but if they have that, that uh, you know, that positive influence on themselves and others, mm-hmm. then they are a leader.
0: When you think of your background, specifically in the time that you spent in the military, mm-hmm. how, did, how does that influence you as a coach or how did that help you define leadership is, I guess, a better question.
1: Well, you know, I've been involved in the sport as a competitor um, for many, many years. And I have all that background, you know. And it's a sum total of all the competitions, every, um uh, the mental training, the mm-hmm. technical skills that I have developed or been exposed to over the years. And, and by the way,
0: I'm going to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I, I need to highlight this as part of you were recognized as one of the fifty greatest shooters of the 20th century by Shooting Sports Magazine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty elite company.
1: Well, you know, I, you know, that I would wear that
0: T-shirt every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a competitor, yeah. you know, um, and I, like I said, I've been in the sport many years. Um, I have that uh, competitive background to fall back on, and I have a passion for the sport, and it has definitely helped me through the
0: years. There is a discipline. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you with that, but I, I needed to share that with you. Let's go back to the military background in mm-hmm. your history. There is a discipline there, mm-hmm. obviously, that you have instilled in these teams and mm-hmm. in these players mm-hmm. over the years. Have you noticed that change in your decade and a half of your TCU, the players themselves, acceptance of discipline?
1: Um, you know, at the top level, I don't necessarily think so. You know, if they're if they're at that championship level, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've got to have that. That's mandatory to be have that discipline. Um, they got to be focused on uh, being at their best, and um, that's always you know. Uh, part of being successful.
0: Well, it has worked. Karen Moniz is with us, the head rifle coach here at TCU. There's an article that uh, Forbes put out. Uh, It was written by David Williams, uh, and he writes about the traits of enduring champions. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would apply to you and your program when you look at what has transpired over the last decade. And it is an enduring champion. There's some stat out there that you guys have won, what, 53 of your last 60 or something like that matches. You you, you just don't lose. Um, but maintaining that level at the highest level, mm-hmm. one of the things he talks about that he lays out first is that enduring champions never, ever quit. It's mm-hmm. just not in your vocabulary.
1: Yeah, that is so true. Um, you know, everybody has setbacks, and as athletes, um, they're going to have uh, what you call failures or mm-hmm. setbacks, but they don't want to be defined by that failure. They want to be defined by the setback. So, you know, something I say quite often is, you know, after every setback is an opportunity for a comeback, mm-hmm. and be defined by that comeback.
0: It, there's a key word in, in both of those. Uh, there's a key portion of bo- uh, both those words, setback. Mm -hmm. and come back Mm -hmm. and that is the word back Mm -hmm. in that with a team Mm -hmm. you have to have each other's back correct and if you don't necessarily perform up to your level or capabilities Mm -hmm. you've got to take that opportunity that happens next to say okay I'm gonna do better because I've Mm -hmm. got this team's back Mm -hmm. there's a calling there that teammates have to have isn't Mm -hmm. there
1: yeah You know, as an individual sport, it's a little bit different than a team sport. You know, when they walk out to that match line, um, what I tell them is I want them, when they walk off that line, Mm -hmm. to tell me that they gave it their best that day. They gave it 100%. And maybe it wasn't quite what they wanted, but they have to learn from that. They're either doing one or two things, or as a team, we're doing one or Mm -hmm. two things. We're either winning. Or we're learning something, and mm-hmm. if we aren't winning, then we got to look at what we learned today. Yeah, and that's so important. In,
0: in the individual nature of of the sport, though, there is yet still, as you talked about at the very beginning, a pride in the mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they're out there for individual scores, mm-hmm. but they're lifting each other up, right?
1: Correct. They got to have that respect. Yeah. You know, um, you know. One thing I tell them, I guess. You know, I'm not trying to instruct them at the last minute. And as a general rule, I'm really, you know, I'm giving them the technical knowledge, the mental knowledge they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. But um, really I'm trying to empower them, engage them more than instruct them. And to me that's going to help them as individuals and as a team.
0: You talked about uh, the competitive nature that you have. Mm -hmm. Can you identify that? In the recruiting process I can you can
1: pretty much you yeah. know you can um, you can see it definitely and, in and, talking with them
0: and, and the reason I bring that up is um, another piece of the enduring championship column in Forbes magazine was that enduring champions have an iron will to win mm-hmm. that yeah. is never broken
1: yeah the, you have to have that willingness to prepare to win um, you have to, you know, have that drive to to be at your best to prepare.
0: Um, do you have to have a positive attitude to have an iron will to win?
1: Um, I I think in anything you do, yeah. you know, to be successful, you have to have that positive approach. Um, Are you, know, you that way? Um, I I try and be that way. Yeah. Yes. Um, is there something what I call the uh, the principle of reinforcement, and that is um, whether uh, you think of things in a positive way or a negative way, um, you're usually right. Um, you know, so if you think think about what you think about, what you write about, what you talk about, um, is how, what influences you. So you, that can be in a positive manner or that can be mm-hmm. in a negative manner. So you want to have that uh, that reinforcement in a positive manner.
0: Yeah, it's almost as if you want to associate too with positive people.
1: Correct. Yeah, you and know.
0: Negative people t- tend to bring you down. Yeah,
1: and your mindset needs to be positive. Yeah,
0: and, and that's where teams mm-hmm. come in if everyone's fighting mm-hmm. for the same goal, right? And
1: that's where, you know, um, if you have a setback, you know, you, you want to bounce back and in a positive approach Uh, something that um, early on in my career when I was just for starting out is um, there was a gentleman um, that was one of the top shooters um, in the state and I was just um, getting to that point where I was um, doing well and I was at a competition and um, it was my best performance and something he said to me at the end of that competition was um, you know, you're gonna be pretty good as long as you don't get too emotional. And at the time, I didn't know what he was talking about. And it took several years for it finally clicked. Mm -hmm. And it's control your emotions or they will control you. Mm. And that is so important in our sport and really in a lot of things in life.
0: Never too high, never too low, I guess.
1: Well, you you know, you just, you know, when you react to something, you don't want to, you know, have that negative reaction. You don't want it to, inf- you know, based upon emotion. Right. Um, in, in our sport, how it applies to that. So let's say you're shooting a 10-shot string. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just shot uh, a very poor shot. Well, the tendency is is to let your emotions take control, and the next shot's going to be another poor yeah, but, yeah, shot. Yeah, right. um, You want to control that emotion and stay focused on what you need to be focused on. And the same thing works in in the respect if you just shot that perfect Mm 10.9. And your mind instinctively will say, oh, I've got this. Well, you know, that's not helping you as you move forward. You've got to stay stay focused on what you need to be focused on.
0: It's when coaches say, don't let a loss count for two. meaning don't let a loss... Lead to another loss. Correct. That's the yeah. same same, same sort philosophy, of concept, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, th- there's another piece out there that says um, that those who are consummate champions consummate meaning mm-hmm. those who have had success and continue it uh, mm-hmm. through uh, over time. Did they understand that the "what's in it for me" philosophy is bad? Um, In an individual sport, does that apply? And I I think what they're talking about here is those who focus on ego or base it on that, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Individual accolades. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if there isn't a part in an individual sport where you have to be
1: wanting to win that. You have to have that competitiveness. You know, when you walk out onto that match line, it's all the, the best way to help your team members is to be the best you can be that day. You cannot help them be their best at that particular moment. Yeah. You know, once you're off the line, the match is done. Then, um, you know, you you're supportive of your teammates, but to to support them in the best manner is to be at your best, have that positive um, approach um, at all times. Is,
0: is there such a thing as a healthy ego? You
1: know. I, I've never looked at it in those terms, mm-hmm. but I think so. You know, yeah. I think you, you actually have to be proud of who you are and proud of what you do. Yeah. And really, that and goes back to it, confident, right? Yeah, that goes back to ego. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I, I think it does. Um, and one of the things they talk about, too, is that those who are continuing a legacy of championships mm-hmm. see good in themselves, but also see good in others, mm-hmm. that you have to do that. Uh, meaning as a team, you see the good in your teammates. That goes back to that positive attitude, doesn't
1: it? It does, definitely, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: they. Do you get fronted, I wonder in your decade and a half, if you've ever allowed your frustration with a student athlete to affect how you coach them.
1: Well, you know, there again, it goes back. Control your emotions mm-hmm. and they will control you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to respond in a positive manner, to ma- no matter what the situation is. That's my goal.
0: Well, you, uh, you've been able to do that because if the results speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. You wanted to early on, you shared with us, hey, uh, we can focus on the three national championships, but how did we get there? Mm-hmm. And so, I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of share what you felt like was the process to get to this point, to get to a national championship caliber program. Mm-hmm. Did something happen because you want to share something? Obviously, happened along the way, or was it just simply the process itself?
1: You know, fifteen years ago, when I started, you know, coaching, yeah. I set three goals. Um, I wanted to uh, host a national championship. I wanted to win a national championship and um, I wanted to build, you know, a national caliber team mm-hmm. uh, that was, you know, can compete at that national level for years. And you know, have been fortunate to have accomplished all three of those goals, goals, but it goes back to, you know, recruiting and getting those quality students in here um, who also buy into that same goal. And I've been fortunate in that regard, um, that um, I've been successful and had the team members that you know have bought into the goal and they've strived uh, to help the team reach those you know, goals. You uh,
0: you had the two, the first two within a couple of years of each other, mm-hmm. what, 2010 mm-hmm. and 2012, yes. something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so you have the first two national championships, and then seven years later, mm-hmm. you have the third one. Mm-hmm. Was there a point in that stretch where you even thought, I wonder if we'll get another one?
1: Um, you know, we were so close for so many of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, for 10 years now, we have finished no—we've been in third or better at the national right. championships. never lower than third. Yeah, no, never lower than third. Yeah. Um, and that right there speaks for itself, mm-hmm. you know. We've been capable for other years, a few other years definitely, of reaching that goal. Um, And we shot well on many occasions at the national championships. It's just that somebody shot better Mm -hmm. than us. Um, So, you know, we had to, you know, each year we have to go back and reassess. And we need to raise our technical ability, our standard, um, to attain that. That national championship and that's what we did this last year
0: there is a um, there's another secret that this columnist revealed uh, in enduring championships toward the end of his column he's writing and he says that uh, enduring champions often leave their comfort zone um, he says uh, hey sometimes when you're surrounded by people who are eager and willing to step out of their main roles or to take their game to the next level mm-hmm. they they get out of their comfort zone is that important is I, that I is think that it
1: is you, it's almost like you've got to take that risk yeah. to leave your comfort zone are
0: you a risk taker
1: um you know I realize that you know um, that I have to do that yeah um, to to grow to see that growth um, as an individual and as a coach um, Well
0: it um but the you also have to weigh the reward, right you know Versus i don't
1: I don't think that factors in there as much as you know you can't um you can't put that stipulation on it mm-hmm. um you have to um okay, you know this is something I'm really not comfortable with, you know, but it it will potentially make me better, you know down the road, not maybe not immediately, mm-hmm. but You know, it's a learning process. It's a progression.
0: Have you changed over the years?
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. You know, I'm very blessed to have this opportunity to lead this team. And um, I definitely think that I have grown as a coach over the years.
0: What what has been the biggest change that Karen Moniz has done?
1: Mm, That's a tough question. (laughs) Um, You know, I just think that um, my ability to... um, Help the team members, you know, to imp- have that uh, technical, uh, the, maybe just the whole package, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be able to have that impact, you know, that that what they need, the impact, the skill sets that they need um, to uh, see progression in what they're doing
0: when you win a national championship like you did in 2019 as we start to wrap this up by the way our leadership podcast brought to us by our friends at the neely school of business here at tcu online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash emba after 2000 this this most recent national championship do you still do an assessment of your program and look back and sort of after action it to say okay we won a national championship but what can we do better?
1: Oh, I think it's you know not necessarily what can we do better. It's uh, it's you know how do we continue um, to be at our best? You know I keep on going back to that theme. But you know it's um, we want to maintain that uh, that top level in you know everything we do. You know whether it's on the rifle range or whether it's in the classroom. Um, you know I think that's that's the approach I'm. I take is to continuing uh, to uh, to be at our best.
0: What's left? What's left for you?
1: Oh, every year we set the same goal at the start of the year. Um, the top goal is always to win that national championship, um, you know, uh, and to always be at our, you know, I keep on going back to that yeah. thing, but to always be at our best. Um, as you know, and and see that growth um, in the team members from the time they come in as a freshman until they graduate as a senior. Um, I want to see them when they walk away from here. I want to see that growth. I want them to have a positive experience and move forward and have a, a uh, use that positive uh, experience to have an impact on what they do in the future.
0: And that never gets old, does it?
1: No, it never does. I, you know, I love what I do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Karen Moniz, thanks for the time. Thank you. We could have gone for another half an hour. Do you realize that we just sat here and we talked for 24 minutes? Uh, Yeah. You lose track after time when you're having fun. (laughs) Karen Moniz, national champion, three-time national champion, the head rifle coach here at TCU. That'll do it for this edition of our Leadership Podcast. It's brought to us by our friends at the Neely School of Business here at TCU. Online at neely.tcu.edu forward slash EMBA. In conjunction with Learfield IMG College, and the TCU Sports Network. For Karen Moniz, I'm Brian Estridge. Until next time on our Leadership Podcast.